Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have tremendous news for you. Bet Online, our partners, they continue to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting props and futures, from golf to the NFL to Major League Baseball and everything in between, upcoming NBA, upcoming NHL. Oh, yes, combat sports and esports as well. Oh, man, it's all there. Head on over to Bet Online today or use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. All you have to do is use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's B-L-E-A-V-50, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, where the game starts. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry with over 25 years of experience. Their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Hi, this is Cal Ripken Jr., and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. Back with you here on the ML Sports Platter. Download, subscribe, rate, and review where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. We are brought to you by Bowers & Company CPAs, Carvel of North Syracuse, MyHotTub.com, and our terrific friends over at the Al and Angus Pub, man. Stop by for the best darn Angus burger in town before and after all the big events in central New York. AlanAngusPub.com for more information. So I wanted to spend a little bit of time here on the show uh, just kind of doing uh, a Syracuse recap uh, of their game against Louisville. Um, you know, I was there doing some stats for ESPN, and uh, really and I'm just going to kind of run through some takeaways. Um, you know, number one, uh, it, it was just a great, great win for Syracuse. I mean, you know, I think when you look at the schedule this year and you see top 25 teams all over the place, I mean, you're playing five top 25 teams, um, probably Clemson. I, I think I know they're number four. I don't think that they're quite in the league of Alabama uh, or Georgia uh, or Ohio State at this point. But could they be a playoff contender? Most certainly. I don't think that they're a title contender. I think that if they did get there, I think they'd be overwhelmed. And I'm just not sold on DJ Uyunglele. And I think that they'll probably be some kind of a quarterback change this year, or, or at least flipping around and all the rest. But you know, you got NC State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Pittsburgh. I mean, you got to play those four teams right in a row. Um, you know, from October 15th to the 5th of, of of November, and then you've got Wake Forest, a team that's going to have a prolific dynamite offense, and that's also a road game second-to-last game of the year on November 19th. So the way I look at this is that if the if this team, and I still don't think that they're going to go to a bowl because I think the schedule's too tough. I hope I'm wrong. Um, but I think you have to look at something very, very, very uh, clear-cut, that if they were to go to a bowl, they had to win the first game, right? I think that's, I think that's very fair. I think it's very obvious when you look at the schedule and, and you look at the way things you know can play out. You have to beat Louisville, you know, in in game one if you want to make a bowl, and they did that. They beat Louisville handily. Um, this was a game that you know Syracuse was up, you know, really seventeen to seven, um, 
you know, at halftime and 17-7 throughout the entire third quarter. And I actually felt like Syracuse was up by like 28 points. I mean, it, it, that, that's how in control I thought they were, uh, even when, you know, Louisville was sort of threatening in, in multiple spots. Garrett Williams uh, came up with two just amazing plays in this game. If you remember, uh, I believe the first one was in the second quarter. Louisville had a little trickery there. They did kind of like a reverse and then a throw with a wide out, and they got down to like the four or five yard line. And then Syracuse proceeded to have a goal line stand. I mean, they, they stopped them on fourth down, and that was a huge play because without that tackle uh, at the four or five by Garrett Williams, you know, who knows the direction the game goes in at that particular point. Then you had the play also where there was a wide-open Louisville receiver in the end zone. Garrett Williams at first looked like he was nowhere to be found, and all of a sudden he just comes over and, and picks it with unbelievable hands and uh, uh, coordination and balance and – uh, uh, awareness. Uh, it, it was just one of the one of the better picks I've seen from the SU secondary in years, frankly. And uh, the defense really came to play. I mean, I think that's another big, big highlight here. Um, I know it's easy to just start with Sean Tucker all the time, but um, I'll, I'll get to him. Don't you worry. Um, you know, but this team with the Syracuse defense, you know, you can't say enough about Marlo Wax in this game. I mean, I, I. I didn't know what to expect from the defense, especially because of the young front and how that would then expose the linebackers in the middle of the field. I mean, Michael Jones, we knew would be there. And then, you know, the secondary as well, because for as good as Deuce Chestnut and Garrett Williams can be in flashes, and we've seen glimpses, they get burned a lot. And look, if they're left on an island too long, any, any corner is going to get burned, right? I mean, we've seen the, we've seen Hall of Fame corners get burned before, if they're out there guarding one-on-one all the time. Eventually, you, you get picked, right? I mean, you're, you're not going to be perfect all the time. I think with this team in Syracuse, though, they got a bunch of big boosts from areas that I think kind of came out of nowhere in a way, right? I mean, for me anyway, Marlo Wax had 10 total tackles, seven were solo, he had a half a sack, two and a half tackles for loss. Steve Linton was all over the place. Elijah Clark was all over the place. Um, you know, they had corners and safeties and others doing different things. I had a feeling that we'd probably get a player or two from Garrett Williams. Garrett Williams not only, you know, picked off that ball and made a great tackle, probably the best tackle uh, in the game there that I was alluding to earlier in terms of stopping Louisville down there before the touchdown and then and then SU ends up holding him. Um, you know, but he had nine solo, solo tackles and uh, eight solo tackles and nine total tackles, you know, it, I mean, he was, he was all over the field. He really was. Um, so the defense came to play. Um, I mentioned in my SU football preview that Caleb Okachukwu uh, is really a guy that I'm pinning my eyes on, the junior out of Washington, D.C. Uh, I thought he had a really, really nice game, created a lot of uh, havoc on the, uh, for the Louisville offensive line, and he had uh, you know a half a sack and, and, and probably could have had more tackles, but um, they started to kind of push him, you know, to the other side and all that. But, um, you know, Syracuse's defense was lights out. They didn't allow really anything. You know, Louisville uh, scored a, a touchdown in the in the first quarter, you know, uh, when Syracuse was up 10 nothing, and that was all they got. I mean, that was it. You know, Evans ran it in, and that was all for Louisville, you know. Um, I thought the the, the the Cuse did a really, really nice job 
you know, making Malik Cunningham uncomfortable in this game. Um, you know, this is a guy who was, you know, going into this game as one of the top dual threat quarterbacks in the country. Maybe the, the top dual threat quarterback that Syracuse will face all year. Uh, and and they, they, they just shut him down. I mean, really. They, you know, they, they, they did not give him anything. They picked him off twice. Um, you know, they had multiple sacks. This was a team that um, in Syracuse that just wanted to go in there and, and right a lot of wrongs in the recent past, right? I mean, let's be honest. Louisville has had Syracuse's number the last several times that these clubs have met. The games have been dead and done in the water, right, at halftime. Louisville has dominated on every part of the football field you could ever imagine, every facet of the game. And Syracuse came in and just absolutely threw it down, man. They threw it down on Louisville, you know. And, uh, you know, 17-7 to at the half. Nobody scores in the third. Cuse gets two insurance touchdowns in the fourth. They win at 31-7. But like I said, for a very, very long time, I thought it was going to, you know, it felt like a 20-28 to to 30-point lead uh, the entire game. Um, and I never really felt, even with Louisville moving the ball down the field, I always thought, well, you know what, the defense is playing so well that they'll just come up with one play. And they did. And then they did it again. And they did it again. And they did it again. Now, offensively. This Sean Tucker guy is really, really something else. I mean, he is something else to watch, man. He is so elusive and so quick and can run it east-west, can run it north-south. The balance, the creativity, seeing the hole, um, the strength in his legs. He's a special cat, man. And Sean Tucker was spectacular again for the Syracuse football team. 21 carries, 98 yards, averaged 4.7 on the ground, had a touchdown. And then also from a receiving standpoint, he was absolutely outstanding with six catches, 85 yards, and a touchdown. So we're already looking at a possible amazing year here for Tucker. You know, when you take the 98 plus the 85 I mean, 183 yards from scrimmage in total with two touchdowns. And I thought that they didn't give him the ball as much as they could have. Uh, we've seen that, you know, with Tucker before where Syracuse, you know, you got a fourth and goal from the one or a fourth and one from somewhere. Why bother with faking to Tucker and having Schrader run it? I mean, I, I would I would much rather, you know, have Sean Tucker take the ball for me. Um you know, so less carries as the game went on there. And also there was a scare where he, you know, looked like he was maybe injured in this game. Um, and it turned out that um, he, he, he was okay. Um, some of the replays, you kind of look, you, you, you look quick. You thought it was maybe the shoulder. Then you look again, it was a leg. And then, you know, you, you thought maybe he got hit where the sun don't shine. Uh, you know, so there, there's, there were a million, a million different, um, you know, kind of scenarios there, especially with the way he was hit and the way he landed, um, you know, you, you kind of was wondering, you know, is that, is it multiple injuries? Is it, is it, is it, what's going on here? And, um, you know, as it turns out, he, he was okay. He went into protocol and uh, I got to think that he got his bell rung at that particular point, even though it did probably look like he got, you know, a little dinged up, uh, you know, from the leg standpoint and, and, and from the, from the shoulder standpoint, but again, how you land, uh, you know, how you, how you, how you got hit. Um, he was able to battle through all that. Garrett Schrader, one of the keys to this season for me, for Syracuse having success, 
is going to be Garrett Schrader's ability to throw the ball down the field accurately. He had a bunch of drops from the Q's wide receivers that if he didn't have, I mean, there were probably four or five, maybe even six terrible drops. I mean, terrible. The ball was right in their hands. Nobody around him, really, to try and make a play. Now, there might have been a, a Louisville defender five to seven yards away to eventually get him or three to five yards away. But as far as the actual catch, there's no interference there on multiple catches. And if those were made, I mean, Schrader might have had a 300-yard game, really. I thought he played really, really well. Uh, I was pleasantly surprised. He was 18 to 25 for 237 yards and two touchdowns. Um, the junior from from Charlotte, North Carolina, he probably knows. And and we did see a little Carlos Del Rio Wilson, right? Um, he, he probably knows in the back of his head that you know the coaching staff really likes that freshman from Atlanta, Georgia. They love his size. They love his uh, you know kind of ability to keep the defense on its heels a little bit as well from a throwing and running standpoint. But 6'2", 232, I mean, you can't, you just can't disguise that size, um, you know, for a quarterback, especially at the collegiate level. You think about that, and, you know, you're only 18 pounds less, for example, than Josh Allen and three, you know, inches short, shorter than Josh Allen. Same goes, however, for Garrett Schrader, though, right? Because he's 6'4", 228. So he sees up over the line as well. Um, but there is, you know, look, when there's a new sheriff in town, when there's competition, you kind of rise up to it. And I thought Garrett Schrader did that. Um He's going to need a lot more of these kind of games this year if Syracuse is going to have a fighting chance to make the bowl season. And, you know, when you look at the receivers, I, I actually really like Courtney Jackson and I really like Devon Cooper. And, you know, Aronde Gaz, uh, Gad, Gaddison really um, had three catches, 36 yards in, in a touchdown. He kind of surprised me. I, I wasn't really sure what to expect from him. Um, but I do like Jackson, and I and I do like Cooper an awful lot. I think that they're going to be uh, two guys who are going to you know really be counted on in the end. I mean, they're going to have to make they're going to have to make four, five, six catches each every game in order for this team to have a shot uh, at at getting the ball down the field and moving the chains. Because you can't, even though a lot of times the defense knows it's coming and Sean Tucker and all this sort of thing. And Sean Tucker still eludes them. He still makes people miss. He still gets his. However. What happens though is that eventually, when you stack the box, you'll stop the running back once or twice, right? And and Syracuse does a lot of, you know, they do a lot of, um, you know, faking and read optioning and and all these sorts of things where they want to get Garrett Schrader running the football as well. He had 95 yards on the ground, by the way, and a touchdown on 16 carries, averaging 5.9 uh, a load. So, um, you know, they 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 know that the defense knows <laughs> that Sean Tucker's coming. Um, you know, trying to do different designs. Obviously, Syracuse now with a new OC. Uh, you know, the offense didn't look incredibly different than what we saw last year. There were some wrinkles in it that that were a little different. Um, but I am I am really really surprised by this win. I'm extremely encouraged by this win. Uh, again, a lot a long way to go, but you had to start the first game, right? You can't. You can't look ahead, I guess. I mean, as much as we want to, as much as I have, uh, in saying that, oh, the top 25 teams, and da, 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 da. but you have to go, as the coach says, as the cliche speaks, one game at a time, right? And Syracuse took care of business. That's all there is to it. I thought Louisville was terrible. I, I mean, I was actually quite surprised at how awful Louisville was uh, against the Orange. Um, 11 games to go. 
I think what you really, really want to look at here, and you don't want to say, well, that's a win, that's a loss, that's a win. But you got UConn on the road. You, you have to win that football game. If you can win that football game and you're 2-0, and you got Purdue at home. Purdue is either one way or the other pretty much every year, right? They can go anywhere from 4-8 and to 8-4. and four. I don't think anybody would argue with that. You know, they're always one of those teams that's a fringe team, like a couple players here and there away uh, from, from seven wins if they're five and seven, uh, or two more losses if they're, if they're nine and three, or if they're eight and four. Um, you know, 500 teams, sometimes you look at a Purdue team and, and, and there's just a little bit, they just come up a little short in the depth department in the Big Ten. Uh, they fought tooth and nail with Penn State. They only lost by four in the opener. Um I didn't see a lick of that game, but that's a heck of a heck of a way to start the year, at least from you know if you're a Purdue fan, knowing that you hung uh, around with Penn State, uh, their schedule is is actually very reasonable. Um, you know they've got Indiana State, which should be a win this week. Uh, you go at Syracuse, which is a tough game. It's an inside game. It, it, it's you know not friendly confines by any stretch. It's indoors. Uh, Florida Atlantic at home should win that game. Minnesota and Maryland on the road, very winnable. Nebraska at home should be a win. Scott Frost has been brutal. What is he, 15-30 and 30 now as head coach of the Huskers? You got at Wisconsin, that'll be ugly. Uh, Iowa at home, tough game. At Illinois, you know, again, toss up there. Home for Northwestern, home for Indiana. They should end those two ga- the, the, the season with two wins right there. So Purdue has an opportunity here. Syracuse, if they can beat UConn and beat Purdue or even split with Purdue and Virginia and then beat Wagner, that's where I'm looking right now because that's five games before the gauntlet starts. There's a chance Syracuse is going to lose all four of those games. Wouldn't it be nice if Syracuse had four wins going into that stretch? Because let's say in the worst world you lose all four games, but you're four and one going in. Now you're four and five. You're still only two wins away from a bowl. That's where I'm going with this. I guess they do let them in at five and seven, but it's super cheap, and I hate that. So I don't even like to talk about it. I like to think of, hey, wait, can you at least go friggin' five hundred to make a bowl for God's sakes? You know. And then there's some winnable games. I mean, I saw Florida State play and beat LSU. What a wild finish there! Obviously, LSU gets that touchdown late. Um, you know, and then the extra point is blocked, and it was just great to see Brian Kelly lose. I can't stand that guy. Um, you know, Florida State, Jordan Travis, really good player. They've got some athletes. Um, you know, I, I think the receiving core is growing in front of our eyes. But again, Mike Norvell, it's still an early tenure. Um, you know, but but that's a home game for Syracuse. And that's a game that they, I think, can win. I think they can beat Florida State for sure. Um, you know, if, if, if those secondary guys neutralize, you know, Ontario Wilson and, and, and company uh, and Johnny Wilson and, and the like, I, I think that they have an opportunity to, uh, to beat Florida State, you know, get an early lead, get the crowd humming. Uh, and again, if you win, they will come. And that's been the one thing with Syracuse that fans, even when they went to the Camping World Bowl, you know, with Eric Dungey and company a few years back, you know, even when they were winning just a couple here and there, um, you know, and, and, and getting and building and building, and then finally they had decent records, they had something to show for it, hey, we're winning, there was no crowd still. You've got to win and win consistently, and that's something Dino Babers has not done at Syracuse. That's something the Orange, they have got to do if they want to get crowds. I actually thought that the crowd for the opener against Louisville was really, really good. There were more people 
you know, than, than I thought. Um, you know, I, I just, uh, you know, and, and they made a lot of noise, which brings me back to, you know, the, the late eighties and early nineties. Like, could you imagine what a full house would be, uh, how loud that place gets. And, um, you know, I, I, I had glimpses and thoughts of that. Um, but I thought the crowd was really good and there were a lot more people in the upper level than I thought. And so, yeah, I, I just was really impressed with that first win against Louisville. But again, you've got these next four. Um, in, in a perfect world, wouldn't it be amazing if you go 5-0? and I mean, if Syracuse started 5-0, and that would be great. They'd be probably getting some looks at being ranked. Um, you know, you'd, you'd beat a couple of teams in Purdue and Virginia that right now seem like maybe it is a toss-up game. Um, you know, you got to beat UConn, you got to beat Wagner. But man, I'm looking at those two games. If you can split those, but or God forbid you win all five of these things to start the year. Syracuse then, you know, with the gauntlet, maybe at 5-0, and maybe they are good enough to beat one of those four teams. Maybe they can go and beat Pitt on the road, you know. Maybe NC State at home could, would have problems with Syracuse. Right now, those two four teams look really overwhelming for Syracuse, but um, may, maybe not, you know. I mean, crazier things have happened, right? I mean, you go at BC, you got to win. Uh, you know, at Wake Forest is going to be really hard. But Florida State is winnable. BC is winnable. Uh, maybe NC State is winnable as well. But if you're four and one going into that gauntlet, you only need to win two more games, really, to solidify the bowl. And at that point, I I I think that is possible. I do. But you had to get this first one, and they did that. Kudos to Syracuse. Thought the coaching was great, pretty much all across the board. Uh, again. First game jitters, you're going to have a lot of things you have to correct on the Syracuse side. It's absolutely the penalties. I mean, my gosh, that team was just awful, dreadful on both sides of the ball, especially all the false starts, a bunch of holding calls. Um, That game was humming along, it felt like, and then there were a couple injuries and then a million penalties. And, um, you know, we still couldn't get out of there until quarter after 11. But um, just an outstanding win for Syracuse. They've got to keep it going now. Uh, I don't think that there's any question about it um, that, 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 that most people were surprised by this, by this result. Um, you know, I think a lot of people who just always, you know, are homers or whatever and fail, well, you know, Q's going to win. They're going to surprise some people. We're going to be really good this year. I know a lot of people who say that every single year. Um, but do they look deeper? Do they look at reality? Um, but maybe, maybe this year, Maybe this year they are, uh, you know, they are formidable, you know, and maybe they're a lot better than I thought. You know, I want to see the next four games. I want to see them four and one at worst. I think five and oh is possible. You know, you're not going to play the exact, you know, fans get caught up in, well, if they play that way, then, you know, they're going to beat so-and-so. Well, it doesn't work like that. If you beat so-and-so and played this way, well, then that's going to happen this week and the next week. And it doesn't, it just doesn't work like that. Um, you know, every week is different. Every opponent, every situation, every quarterback, every scheme, every coaching staff. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm very encouraged after one game. I did not see this coming. I did not see them winning in overwhelming fashion. And uh, now the task is at hand to win the next game to go 2-0. And it was a hell of a win for Syracuse. Sean Tucker and usual mainstay showed up. Garrett Schrader was outstanding. And when Garrett Schrader plays at least at that level, 
uh, they can have a shot to beat maybe anybody on the schedule, right? Because it's all going to come down to quarterback play. And the O-line was pretty good, too. I was very impressed with the offensive line. Mike Lindsley with you here. It's an ML Sports Platter episode. Thanks for listening. Make sure you hit me on Twitter, at Mike L Sports, and my YouTube channel. Subscribe and like all the videos there, Mike L Sports. We are brought to you by our great friends over at Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, Camillus Golf Club, and Brian Conboy of Mass Mutual New York State. Tax-efficient retirement planning. Go with Brian today. Brian Conboy, man, he can set you up with the best financial future uh, you might have a youngster going to college. You might be retiring soon. You might want to just change things up in general. Go with Brian. He's on LinkedIn and Facebook. And, of course, advisors.massmutual.com. And I do want to throw a tip of the cap thank you as well out there to the friends of the platter, Bob Lindsley, Daryl Abert, and the Swan and Whitaker families. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. MyHotTub.com is a global leader in the hot tub industry with over 25 years of experience. Their hot tubs are built in the United States with the highest standards of quality control, an extensive warranty, and customer service representatives available seven days a week. They offer free shipping to your home with factory direct pricing and incredible financing plans. Visit online at MyHotTub.com or stop in Destiny USA today. MyHotTub.com. Whether online or in person, you better hurry because these spas won't last. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.